From WSHU Public Radio, this is Capitol Avenue. Well, members, take your seats in the chamber so we can get started with our session today. I'm Ebong Udama, WSHU's senior political reporter. And I'm Tom Kuser, WSHU's Morning Edition host. In this podcast, we try to make sense of local and national politics and events by talking to the people who are directly involved. In Connecticut, lawmakers ended their regular legislative session on Wednesday without reaching an agreement on the state's next two-year budget. They are hoping to do that in a special session before the end of the month. At issue is a projected $5 billion deficit in the roughly $40 billion two-year state budget that's under consideration. One controversial new revenue source lawmakers are looking at to help close that gap is the legalization of recreational marijuana. Ebong, how much support is there in the state legislature for legalization of marijuana? Well, Tom, even though our neighboring state of Massachusetts has recently legalized recreational marijuana, Connecticut legislative leaders didn't believe they had the votes to pass a standalone marijuana legislation bill. But they'd like the revenue, so they're hoping to bring it up during budget negotiations. Here's how House Speaker Joe Arisimowitz, a Berlin Democrat, explained it. When you're talking about um, marijuana within the discussions of a budget and deciding what's more important and what, what on its face is more objectionable, that could change. Well, since Connecticut's neighbor to the north has legalized recreational use of marijuana, what kind of revenue are they, uh, are they taking in, are they making? Well, they're still setting up their legal framework, so there's no revenue to speak of. I decided I'd look at Colorado, a state that has pioneered legal pot in the past three years. I spoke with Colorado Department of Revenue Executive Director Barbara Broll. Here's what she told me. From the perspective of taxation, uh, it has actually brought in about $423 million dollars in tax revenues since January 1, 2014. Uh, last year, it brought in about $141 million, and this year so far in our, from July to date, it's brought in almost $175 million. Wow, $175 million, and there's still a month to go before the end of the fiscal year. Uh, and I understand overall sales in Colorado are more than a billion dollars per year? That's correct. Broll says uh, Colorado taxes marijuana three times. Here's Broll again. The taxation is actually three tiers. It's a 15% excise tax on the first transfer of unprocessed marijuana from a cultivation or from a grow facility. And then there's a 10% currently special sales tax at the point of sale, and then a 2.9 regular sales tax. But the other thing that's, I think, a little bit more interesting as well, there are some industries that have kind of built up around this industry. In other words, we have a lot of warehouse space that was, you know, not being used, that, you know, our warehouse space is now fully rented. We have businesses that do security around this industry. We have businesses that do a lot of the electrical work, a lot of the construction work in building the cultivation rooms and things like that. What does all this revenue in Colorado do for the state's general fund, or or does it do something for the general fund? No, actually, it doesn't go into the general fund at all. Uh, Colorado voters decided how the money should be spent, uh, and Broll explained that to me. So all of this taxation money is to be used for marijuana purposes, with the exception of 
the excise tax. The excise tax goes for schools construction as well as the public school fund, so it all goes to schools. And the other uh, retail sales tax goes to first funding the uh, Marijuana Enforcement Division that's in my department. Now, Ebong, I heard Governor Dana Malloy in Connecticut say that he would not expect much revenue from a marijuana tax because uh, it can be grown at home. Uh, how is Colorado dealing with that? Well, what they did is pass a law allowing a maximum of 12 plants per home. And how about the fact that the marijuana industry is really a cash economy? Well, Bro says Colorado has been able to handle that. We know how to collect taxation money or other fees in cash. We actually, up until about a year ago, uh, were unable to utilize credit cards in our DMV offices, so we either had to accept cash or checks. And most people don't have checks, so they would have to bring in cash. And, Tom, you know, they also have a way of tracking every marijuana plant through a radio frequency ID system. Really? A radio frequency ID system? Yes, here's Brol again. We have what's called a metric system, which is a marijuana seed to sale tracking system that the businesses must utilize, and they ha- you have to use RFID technology, which allows for the movement and tracking of marijuana from the time that it's, a, it's an 8-inch plant all the way through to sale. And the tax division has access to that data as well, so it knows when marijuana is moving, it knows how much is being moved from a cultivation, so therefore how much excise tax should be paid. Well, that's pretty impressive. Uh, Now, does this mean if Connecticut adopts Colorado's best practices that we could uh, start realizing revenue from marijuana legalization by the second year of the biannual budget? Probably. And that might be a selling point when lawmakers uh, consider the idea during budget negotiations. I guess we'll see how that works out. Thanks, Ebong. Thank you, Tom. Ebong Udama is WSHU's senior political reporter.